Life is a series of moments, a constant ebbing and flow of contrasting seasons. At Iconic Farms, we understand that the seasons come with highs and lows. Although the lows serve their purpose as a time to plant seeds of new growth, we thrive for the moments of harvest. The moments where ordinary places, ideas, and people become extraordinary. Our hope is that the seeds we plant inspire you to envision and find your higher state of being. Whether it be in the mountains, the ocean, or under a vast array of stars, when it comes to you, you'll know. Enjoy the high. Some of you may or may not know the life of a touring musician. Life on the road is full of extremes. On the extremely epic side of things, you get to travel to new places, meet awesome new people, and you get to play music for a living. Pretty much rules. But there is an extremely tough side. You have to learn to fall asleep in cramped quarters while going like 70 miles an hour. You miss your family and pets back home. And the simple things like clean laundry become extreme luxuries that are hard to come by. That's why I'm so pumped on Skivvy. If you've never heard of Skivvy, they're the most comfortable boxer briefs I've ever worn in my life, ever. The first time I put a pair on, I was blown away by the effortless support and comfort I felt. Almost forgot I was wearing them, which is kind of what you want from your underwear, right? And they look actually super rad. Truly perfect combination of form and function. I'm not gonna get technical here, but you don't feel the seams, you don't notice the difference between the waistband, rest of the brief, blah, 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 all the epic stuff. I've really got a good relationship with the guys at Skivvy, so they know when me and the boys are heading out on tour and they make sure we're loaded up with enough packs that'll get us through. And they don't only hook me up, they know that the crew makes it all happen, so they are well taken care of. Head on over to skivvy.com and enter the promo code DISPOSABLE15 for 15% off your first purchase. Once you try them, I guarantee you're going to love them and you can sign up for their subscription model, which me and my boys are on always, and you can get 25% off every single one of your orders. Set up your deliveries for every month, every two months, or however frequently you want comfort delivered to your door. If you don't love him, you can hit up Skivvy Steve. Skivvy Steve's our boy, and he'll make it right for you. He's the homie. He's always on top of it, but don't take my word for it. Just hit up skvi.com and see for yourself. Skivvy's got you covered. All right. Jost. Yes. Am I saying it correct? Well, yeah, you're American, right? Yeah, yeah, so, from, from Hawaii, Hawaii originally. So yeah, that's the American way of saying it. But in Germany, where I'm from, you say Joost. Joost. Yeah. Joost. Like kind of like Prost. Yes. That's yeah. a joke I hear a lot. Right. Or toast. Yes. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's because of movies. That's why. <laughs> Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know Christoph from uh, Ramstein? Yes. Yeah, I did. I talked to him uh, two years ago. All right. On the podcast. So the podcast is called Disposable Heroes. Yeah. And uh, welcome officially. Thank you, and I'm glad to be here. 
And yeah, I know Christoph from his, because I'm endorsing Sonar Drums and he used to, and then we just were at some photo shoot together. And so he's a very, very friendly person. Yeah, no, hey, as most Germans uh, that, that I've ever met, very friendly culture. We've been, uh, my band has been over there about two or three times to play. In Germany? Yeah. And do you remember if you've been to Hamburg? I'm from Hamburg. Yeah, we played in Hamburg. Yeah. I can't, it was in 2008 or 10, so I can't remember the name of the venue. Okay. But um, but well, let's talk about, you just put out a book. Right. And yes. tell us about the book. Okay, yeah, I put out, well, that's my third book. So the thing is, I always felt like I wanted to write a book or, or do anything really in the educational department. Yeah. So there was like two options really record a DVD or write a book. And um, back then, 2014 was the first book and um, DVDs already started to fade away, kind of. So I, I, I like the idea of writing a book because it's so old school and it's paper yeah. and you can... Refer back to it if you need yeah, to. Yeah, and write notes and stuff. Of, co of course, I know that it's possible with the iPads also, but it's a different thing. It's like, the, you know, that you can touch it. You have, you have a relationship with the, yes. with the thing. Yes. So my first book was called Groove Book. Okay. It's about grooves. Create your own grooves. Um, just simple, simple rules and guidelines how you can get creative. And then. Um, so it's beyond like rudimental stuff. It's it's it's. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's fun for 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 someone yes. that's that wants to be instructed. It's fun time instead of a. a Right, right, left, left, right, yes. left, right, yeah. Interesting that you say this because that was my main goal to, to enjoy the book. When, they, when student use, students use it, I wanted them to enjoy playing. And what we do as drummers is it doesn't make sense in a way that you say, okay, I put in X amount of hours and then the gain is this. It's like a journey and it, it should be fun, it should be enjoyable. And so... I, I, I'm hoping that all the books I wrote are enjoyable and give you some information that will help you improve and enjoy it even more what you do. Right. So the first book was called Groove Book. The second book, book is called Fill Book. Yeah, right? nice. And the and third book, which just came out, is called Snare Book. Okay. And me not being from America is we take a different approach as Europeans on improving snare technique because it's not so rudiment based. Okay. We don't have this rudiment tradition. Of course, we know of the rudiments. and But really, everybody says rudiments are so important and I, I never quite felt like that. Sorry. No problem. Um, I don't want to... Of course, you know, I, I feel more like rudiments are very important if you want to play in, like in, the, in a... Um, what's the right word in a drum line? Yes, uh, yeah, drum line. And this is more like, to me, it's more like a classical approach to music, right? It's not yeah. about improvising so much. Right. And, but I want to be able to improvise. And so I felt like, yeah, the rudiments don't give me too much of that because then I have a rudiment and then I need to figure out a way to make it sound good on the drum kit. But I, I want to be able to have my own ideas and then develop stickings that make me play these ideas. Right. So the snare book, of course, you uh, there's some paradiddles in there 
and some double strokes, but it's not about rudiments. It's more about taking a different look at snap technique and also again, make it enjoyable and not make it like a drill sergeant. So you have to play this a million times to get better. It's more like right. stay engaged because it's fun. And it's fun because you combine different rhythmic structures with different stickings. Right. Really. So, yeah. Right. What a, what's your favorite part about teaching, about passing on the art of drumming to somebody else? My favorite part is if I get to teach somebody who's really into it and then just share the excitement and this this like like it like two children yeah 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 um wow you can do this and you can this and, and then sometimes i teach too much i give away too much information not that i feel like i shouldn't have given it it's more like you have to be give them as much as they can digest right and not they don't shouldn't feel overwhelmed and like oh i can never do this because worst case scenario, someone gets so overwhelmed, they get discouraged and stop right. playing. Yeah, they feel like, it's like, okay, now you have to read all the books in the world. You can't, right? Yeah. You, you simply can't. So you have to just grab one book and then read it and see yeah, if you yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so I try not to, I try to give them as much as, as they need or as they want, really. And I enjoy seeing the excitement and then that's what I get back, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and that's what I enjoy. Yeah. And then you go on and, and, and it's like a big circular momentum that yeah. goes forward, you know? And I always think that I'm I'm a good teacher for certain things, the things I really dig. And then I always say, if students are really good, okay, if you want to look into this more, maybe you should ask somebody else because right. I can tell you how I approach it, but but this guy is more into this topic, so right. Yeah. Why why drums? How come how come you didn't play guitar or you didn't play bass or you didn't play? Yeah, I started playing piano. Um, really, because my mom said, "Hey, do you want to play a, cl a classical instrument? Right? You can play violin or maybe piano or anything else." And I was like, "Yeah, piano. Why not?" Yeah. Um, why classical? She just what? Yeah. She she, she a strict woman. No, but that was her upbringing. Gotcha. She's not strict at all. The ballet, the like uh, symphony. That she, she plays violin. Gotcha. And my parents, my father plays uh, viola. Yeah, yeah. Cello. Yep, yep, cello. And um, so they played at home, right? Gotcha. Classical music. Two friends came over and then they, they played a quartet. And so that was her. She was like, yeah, you should do that. And then I saw a friend of mine who was the same age. I was 10, he was 10. Yeah. Hit a little trap kit. And he said, hey, Yost, I'm going to play you a song with this. Hey, Yost, I'm going to play you a song. Right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Ten-year-old, the 10-year-old yeah. rock voice. Yeah. And I, I remember thinking, okay, uh, this can't be any good, okay. Really? When I was 10. Yeah. And I, and he, he played a song. He turned on the record player and played to the song. And I was what so... Song, what song was it? Uh, you won't know. Okay. It was like a... German comedian kind of gotcha yeah so but I was so amazed by these by this two or three minute song I, I was I was like oh that's beautiful and then I went home and told my mom I want to play drums and she's like yeah okay 
What kind of drum kit was that? The first that well, I didn't get a drum kit right away, right? Yeah. So she was testing my will, I guess. And so I started doing little duties in the household to make some money. Of course. Nice. Made you work for it. Yeah. Made you appreciate it. Right. And so like like after six months or so, she bought me a drum kit, which was a really cheap brand. You won't know. It's called Maya. M-A-Y-A. -A. Okay. It lasted for like one or two years. And okay. then I got a proper kit. Nice. And what was that? What was the pearl. first? A pearl. Okay. Yeah. With a Je with the Jeff Pocaro wreck. Oh, yeah. 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 And it was way too good for my playing back then, but I never stopped. And I remember my brother, he's a guitar player, and I was practicing so much because I liked it so much. He was like, hey, Yost, aren't you afraid that someday you don't want to practice anymore? Yeah. Because you're practicing so much. And I'm like, no, why? Why do you think so? I still... I still enjoy practicing and I it's like my hobby. I need it to feel good. Right. It's like therapy, right? It is. Something because I'm also writing music and I'm also doing like writing books. Yeah. So when you write a book you sit at the computer and write a book, you write the notation. It's a lot of work. And sometimes I will like, okay, I need to focus on this. So I'm not going to practice for like five days. But it never it's never good. It's never good. Right, right. You gotta gotta knock keep the old rust knocked off, you know? It's just it makes me feel good. That this yeah. thing playing and then being absorbed, fully absorbed by right. So what you got the book and you said you write you write music as well? What yeah. else what else are you doing currently? Well like Sono just uh, released a signature snare of mine, which is a great honor. Nice. And then um, Who put that out? Sonar. Sonar. Sonar put it out. Yeah. Rad. Danny Carey from Tool plays sonar as right. well, right? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What's the snare made out of? It's beach. Beach oh. wood. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. And uh, it was a great opportunity. And it took two years to really finish the product. Yeah. Congratulations on that. Thank That's you. so awesome, man. It's, it's really awesome. Yeah. So my, my world is kind of divided. So we have the drum, drum community stuff, which is like signature products, books. Also recording videos for Minel. I'm on Dosing Minel. Yep, nice. Yeah, I'm friends with uh, with Luke Holland. Right. A good friend of mine. Yeah. yeah. And then I also play, I'm like a session musician, so I I play in a band which is really famous in Germany and in Europe. What are they called? It's called Jan Delay and Disco Number One. Okay, nice. Congrats as well on that. Thanks. Uh, are you, sorry to cut you off, but are you familiar with the German reggae band called Seed? Oh yeah, of course I played with them. Shut the fuck up. I love C. Yeah. You played drums with them? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Did Because I actually use a 13-inch uh, snare, and I take the bottom off for my timbali, and it's because I heard uh, Seed's drummer does it. Yeah, bassed. Yeah. 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 Was that, that was not you? No, I, I played with them whenever the original drummer, who is the singer's brother. And his name is ba Bassed. Bassed. His name is Sebastian, but it's... Gotcha. And uh, so whenever he couldn't make it because he has a family, he asked me if I could sub for him. God. And Seed is a, it's an amazing band. They what? are so successful in Germany. Huge. Wow. I've yeah. seen the videos online and whatnot, and it's like 30,000 people, yeah. sta a stadium they yeah. play. So my other band is the same. Yeah, that, well, when you, that's yeah. what made me think of it when you said uh, your other band's really big in Germany. Yeah. First, 
person, I, people I thought about seeing it. Water pumpy, all that stuff right. is amazing, yes. amazing. Wow. <laughs> it was very kind of uh, tough to jump in because they were like, hey, yo, Stu, you don't need a rehearsal, right? And I'm like, uh -huh. I don't know. Because they have like the whole set is like one hour of one song, basically. Yeah. It's all. And then they have, they use click tracks on, on some songs. Then on other songs, they only have loops, which you hear in the beginning. And then the loop goes, you don't hear anymore. It comes back in and you have to keep the tempo. So it's. Yeah. And um, quite the show, the dancers, right. like everything. Yeah, it's, it's an massive. Amazing, yeah. But still, I. So it was a lot of work every time I did it because I had to yeah. run the show by heart and stuff. Yeah. What are the? Uh, uh, there's a lot of. How's the reggae scene in Germany? It's pretty. Uh, there's a, quite the reggae scene over there, isn't there? Yeah, it's funny, right? Yeah, ge I think Gentleman is yeah, one of Gentleman, the artists. Yes. Uh, I know there's Alba Rossi from Italy. Yeah. Uh, he's not from Germany, but just the European reggae scene in general is pretty. Uh, although it may not be the most like mainstream, no. it's it's very strong, very and strong. And so yeah. I think as a German band, you never try to emulate or it's more like this. You take the influence, you like, you love the style, you love the Jamaican bands, but then you make it your own. You just use the stuff. And yeah. Because, I mean, a reggae band from Germany sounds like a mistake, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like Germany. It sounds odd. Yeah. But it's just the freedom of arts. Yeah, yeah. Which is... A, something to be said about the German culture. It's a melting pot that, that you make things that are foreign your own, you know what I mean? Right. And that's all. And obviously do it so well because, uh, I mean, all the bands that I know about from uh, Germany are fucking amazing. Yeah. And it's all different. It's all different types of music. You think about from Rammstein to Seed yeah. and everything in between and it's all done so well at the same time. So. Yeah. I think Rammstein is... We say Rammstein. Rammstein yeah, is so well, successful because... Probably my bad. No, 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 it's okay. Because they they represent what a lot of people in the world think Germans are, right? Right, good call. Yeah. Yeah. That's not true. If you live in Germany, I mean, you could be German, right? Yeah. Like you sit here. Nice. Honored. No problem, right? Yeah. You would enjoy it, but uh, of course, I we know how Germans are perceived in the world. We know that. Yeah. But we don't, at the same time, you can't, I don't care about it, right? Right, right, yeah. How, how can I? It can't care about what other people think. Right. You know, so, well, uh, I don't want to keep you forever. Where can uh, people find out more about your book and more about everything you're doing? Of course, uh, my website, yosnicker.com is a good place to start. Nice, well, we'll make sure we have it in the notes of the show. All right, and the books are all on, uh, uh, published by Alfred. Nice. And the snare is Sonor. Yep. And stuff, yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, c congratulations on everything and thank you for continuing to blow my mind on this conversation, man. <laughs> Amazing. Thank man, you, Yost. It was great. Aloha, brother.